Section 6 of A Book of American Explorers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Book of American Explorers by Thomas Wentworth Higginson. Book 2 Columbus and His Companions, 1492 1503. Part 1 the first letter from columbus this letter was written on board ship by columbus march fourteenth fourteen ninety three to the noble lord rafael sanchez treasurer to their most invincible majesties ferdinand and isabella king and queen of spain it was written in spanish but the original is supposed to be lost Latin translations of it were made and published in different cities, and a poetical translation was made in Italian and was sung about the streets of Italy. Knowing that it will afford you pleasure to learn that I have brought my undertaking to a successful termination, I have decided upon writing you this letter to acquaint you with all the events which have occurred in my voyage and the discoveries which have resulted from it thirty-three days after my departure from cadiz i reached the indian sea where i discovered many islands thickly peopled of which i took possession without resistance in the name of our most illustrious monarch by public proclamation and with unfurled banners to the first of these islands which is called by the indians guanahani i gave the name of the blessed saviour san salvador relying upon whose protection i had reached this as well as the other islands to each of these i also gave a name ordering that one should be called santa maria de la concepcion another fernandina the third isabella the fourth juana and so with all the rest respectively as soon as we arrived at that which as i have said was named juana i proceeded along its coast a short distance westward and found it to be so large and apparently without termination that i could not suppose it to be an island but the continental province of cathay seeing however no towns or populous places on the sea-coast but only a few detached houses and cottages with whose inhabitants i was unable to communicate because they fled as soon as they saw us i went further on thinking that in my progress i should certainly find some city or village at length after proceeding a great way and finding that nothing new presented itself and that the line of coast was leading us northwards i resolved not to attempt any further progress but rather to turn back and retrace my course to a certain bay that i had observed and from which i afterwards dispatched two of our men to ascertain whether there were a king or any cities in that province these men reconnoitred the country for three days and found a most numerous population and great numbers of houses though small and built without any regard to order with which information they returned to us in the meantime i had learned from some indians whom i had seized that the country was certainly an island and therefore i sailed towards the east coasting to the distance of three hundred and twenty-two miles which brought us to the extremity of it from this point i saw lying eastwards another island fifty-four miles distant from juana to which i gave the name of española all these islands are very beautiful and distinguished by a diversity of scenery 
They are filled with a great variety of trees of immense height, and which I believe to retain their foliage in all seasons. For when I saw them, they were as verdant and luxuriant as they usually are in Spain in the month of May. Some of them were blossoming, some bearing fruit, and all flourishing in the greatest perfection, according to their respective stages of growth, and the nature and quality of each. Yet the islands are not so thickly wooded as to be impassable. The nightingale and various birds were singing in countless numbers, and that in November, the month in which I arrived there. None of them, as I have already said, are possessed of any iron, neither have they weapons, being unacquainted with, and indeed incompetent to use them, not from any deformity of body, for they are well formed, but because they are timid and full of fear. They carry, however, in lieu of arms, canes dried in the sun, on the ends of which they fix heads of dried wood sharpened to a point, and even these they dare not use habitually, for it has often occurred, when I have sent two or three of my men to any of the villages to speak with the natives, that they have come out in a disorderly troop, and have fled in such haste at the approach of our men, that the fathers forsook their children, and the children their fathers this timidity did not arise from any loss or injury that they had received from us for on the contrary i gave to all i approached whatever articles i had about me such as cloth and many other things taking nothing of theirs in return but they are naturally timid and fearful as soon however as they see that they are safe and have laid aside all fear they are very simple and honest and exceedingly liberal with all that they have none of them refusing anything he may possess when he is asked for it but on the contrary inviting us to ask them they exhibit great love towards all others in preference to themselves they also give objects of great value for trifles and content themselves with very little or nothing in return i however forbade that these trifles and articles of no value such as pieces of dishes plates and glass keys and leather straps should be given to them although if they could obtain them they imagined themselves to be possessed of the most beautiful trinkets in the world it even happened that a sailor received for a leather strap as much gold as was worth three golden nobles and for things of more trifling value offered by our men especially newly coined blancas or any gold coins the indians would give whatever the seller required as for instance an ounce and a half or two ounces of gold or thirty or forty pounds of cotton with which commodity they were already acquainted thus they bartered like idiots cotton and gold for fragments of bows glasses bottles and jars which i forbade as being unjust and myself gave them many beautiful and acceptable articles which i had brought with me taking nothing from them in return i did this in order that i might more easily conciliate them that they might be led to become christians and be inclined to entertain a regard for the king and queen our princes and all spaniards and that i might induce them to take an interest in seeking out and collecting and delivering to us such things as they possessed in abundance but which we greatly needed they practice no kind of idolatry but have a firm belief that all strength and power and indeed all good things are in heaven and i had descended from thence with these ships and sailors and under this impression was i received after they had thrown aside their fears nor are they slow or stupid 
but a very clear understanding and those men who have crossed to the neighboring islands give an admirable description of everything they observed but they never saw any people clothed nor any ships like ours on my arrival at that sea i had taken some indians by force from the first island that i came to in order that they might learn our language and communicate to us what they knew respecting the country which plan succeeded excellently and was a great advantage to us for in a short time either by gestures and signs or by words we were enabled to understand each other these men are still traveling with me and although they have been with us now a long time they continue to entertain the idea that i have descended from heaven and on our arrival at any new place they publish this crying out immediately with a loud voice to the other indians come come and look upon beings of a celestial race upon which both women and men children and adults young men and old when they got rid of their fear they at first entertained would come out in throngs crowding the roads to see us some bringing food others drink with astonishing affection and kindness each of these islands has a great number of canoes built of solid wood narrow and not unlike our double-banked boats in length and shape but swifter in their motion they steer them only by the oar these canoes are of various sizes but the greater number are constructed with eighteen banks of oars and with these they cross to the other islands which are of countless number to carry on traffic with the people i saw some of these canoes that held as many as seventy-eight rowers in all these islands there is no difference of physiognomy of manners or of language but they all clearly understand each other there are in the western part of the island two provinces which i did not visit one of these is called by the indians anam and its inhabitants are born with tails finally to compress into few words the entire summary of my voyage and speedy return and of the advantages derivable therefrom i promise that with a little assistance afforded me by our most invincible sovereigns i will procure them as much gold as they need as great a quantity of spices of cotton and of mastic which is only found at chios and as many men for the service of the navy as their majesties may require i promise also rhubarb and other sorts of drugs which i am persuaded the men whom i have left in the aforesaid fortress have found already and will continue to find i myself have tarried nowhere longer than i was compelled to do by the winds except in the city of navidad while i provided for the building of the fortress and took the necessary precautions for the perfect security of the men i left there although all i have related may appear to be wonderful and unheard of yet the results of my voyage would have been more astonishing if i had had at my disposal such ships as i required thus it has happened to me in the present instance who have accomplished a task to which the powers of mortal man have never hitherto attained for if there have been those who have anywhere written or spoken of these islands they have done so with doubts and conjectures and no one has ever asserted that he has seen them on which account their writings have been looked upon as little else than fables therefore let the king and queen our princes and their most happy kingdoms and all the other provinces of christendom 
render thanks to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who has granted us so great a victory and such prosperity. Let processions be made, and sacred feasts be held, and the temples be adorned with festive boughs. Let Christ rejoice on earth, as he rejoices in heaven, in the prospect of the salvation of the souls of so many nations hitherto lost. Let us also rejoice, as well on account of the exaltation of our faith, as on account of the increase of our temporal prosperity, of which not only Spain, but all Christendom, will be partakers. Such are the events which I have briefly described. Farewell. Christopher Columbus, Admiral of the Fleet of the Ocean, Lisbon, the 14th of March. End of section 6. Recording by Pete McKelvin.